On a given week, I get anywhere from 20 to 50 ads on how to start a podcast. And let's be honest with ourselves. The starting the podcast phase, honestly, not the hardest part. Now, I know when we were all in that phase, it felt like it was probably the most difficult. And now that we've made it to the other side, we're probably thinking to ourselves, what in the world? Why did we think that was the hard part? So I really wish more people were talking about the tactics they utilize to grow their podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Podcast Trapper. I'm your host, Anna Gogo, founder of Black Pod Collective, Black Pod Festival, and Adode Media. And I know, that's a mouthful. But on this week's episode, I am touching on podcast growth tactics, as well as marketing and all the things that I honestly feel like we're not talking enough about. On a given week, I get anywhere from 20 to 50 ads on how to start a podcast. And let's be honest with ourselves, the starting the podcast phase, honestly not the hardest part. Now, I know when we were all in that phase, it felt like it was probably the most difficult. And now that we've made it to the other side, we're probably thinking to ourselves, what in the world? Why did we think that was the hard part? So I really wish more people were talking about the tactics they utilize to grow their podcast. Now, I get it. There's no one size fits all. I'm the first one to tell you, I definitely work with a little bit over 25 to 50 podcasts on a given two to three months. And so I get it. It's one of those things where... It's hard to teach. It's hard to train because of the fact that you have to specialize it and, and make sure it's customized to the audience and the show at hand. But I actually want to talk about some of the things that I've been able to do with a lot of clients that work across the board. Now, granted, some of these things are a little specialized based off of that client's niche, but we're going to kind of dive into it. First and foremost, let's just kind of break it down. Social media is not the way to grow your podcast. Yes, I said it. Social media is once again not the way to necessarily grow your podcast unless you've already developed an audience on social media. Yes, I know. Oftentimes we're always saying to ourselves like, oh, everybody says that nobody leaves from social media to go listen to a podcast. I'm here to tell you that that's not necessarily the case. When I launched Black Pot Collective, the podcast, guess what? A lot of people left from our social media to go listen to that podcast because they supported the work that we did. At that time, we mainly lived on just social media. So it's definitely possible, and I see this for my clients as well, where social media is actually a growing tool. Now, I know that all the gurus and everybody else will tell you like, oh, don't just focus on social media. And I can say, in me launching this podcast that has nothing to really do with Black Pot Collective, I haven't seen that same growth as quickly because guess what? My focus is on getting business as well as kind of connecting with the audience I already have. So that's just a little caveat that I want to place out there around social media. But let's kind of talk about a few things. Everybody knows about being a guest on other podcasts. So being a guest on other podcasts within your niche, we all know is a great way to market and grow your audience by connecting with an audience that you know already listens to the same type of content. Now, the thing I always want to remind people of is there's only but so many podcasts that people can listen to at any given time. So if they're already listening to the last three people that were guests on the podcast, the likeliness of this kind of continuing on can be difficult. That's not saying that you should not still tap into that. This is me just kind of giving you from a perspective of what I've seen for my clients. Next up is, yes, we know about being a guest on podcasts, but how many people are really doing the whole promo swaps? I love what Buzzsprout created where it's like it's allowing you to drop into another podcast feed and pay a nominal fee for that. But when you think of a promo swap, think of it like this. 
If I'm saying, hey, I want to record a promo for your podcast, you record one for my podcast, we're swapping it, we're happy and we're singing, you know, like we're doing a whole thing and kind of sharing amongst our audiences without necessarily having that person as a guest. This is the same thing as feed drops. This is where it's like not necessarily the same thing. Let me make sure I say that. But the same thing in the notion of I may drop an episode of mine into your feed. Be mindful of this. This has to be a situation to where the shows are very similar. It cannot be to where like, oh, it's drastically different. And I've seen some people drop it with no type of information to their audience. So they're a little confused. And I've seen other people do like an intro that's specific for that episode for the feed drop. So there's definitely different ways that you can go about it. But a promo swap is where you're recording promo for your podcast, swapping it with the others, as well as a feed drop is like an episode that's dropping into somebody else's RSS feed. These are really great tools that I do not see a lot of independent podcasters breaking into. I see a lot more of my corporate clients utilizing these tools because it's something that I feel like we have contracts in place for. We understand how to navigate that. Whereas a lot of independent creators aren't necessarily sure how to go about developing these type of partnerships and relationships with other podcasters. But I'll be talking about how you do that as we kind of go on in this episode. Now let's talk about, you know, apps. There's a lot of different podcast apps out there from CastBox to Overcast to Paracast to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google, iHeart, you name it. A lot of these apps have a way for you to be featured. I know that we're going to place a link in the show notes for you to get access to the Apple Podcast feature, as well as the Stitcher feature, as well as, oh, there's a third one I have that I can't remember right now, but we'll make sure we place all three so that this way you can do that application. Yes, there's a human curated application. And so that's for apps, but there's also ads and apps. And the thing I love about ads is that, especially in the listening apps, is that when I think of placing ads on social media for podcasts, I don't necessarily know if you actually listen to podcasts. So I'm just kind of casting a wide net, hoping it lands on my target audience versus having the opportunity to place an ad on the history podcast section of a listening app when your podcast is about history. This way it enables for them to be able to like, oh, I listen to history podcasts. This is a really great app. And you know that it's a little bit more targeted. Now, I know this can be a little bit more, I shall say, um, expensive, but it's one of those things that you want to keep in mind. I've had a lot of success with clients utilizing these. And the only thing I'll note it is that sometimes the retention. So yes, you may get an influx, but do all of these people actually stay? And that's to be expected with any type of ad or promo is do the longevity. And I look at this in a sense of, your personality and your content is what keeps them. Your marketing strategy is what attracts them. Oh, I like that. I should put that on t-shirt. Next up, let's actually talk about newsletters. I'm going to kind of focus in two different ways. One being podcast newsletters, but another one just being newsletters in general. I know in a world where it seems like nobody really reads anymore. <clears throat> and yes, I do feel that way. A lot of people are like, wait, are people still really interested in newsletters? Yes, I know I read at least three to four different podcast industry newsletters on a weekly basis. They keep me informed about what's going on in the podcast industry and everything else in between. Now, for somebody like myself, where my podcast is about podcasting and the podcast industry and my experience and all of those things related to podcasting, it makes sense for me to either place an ad or reach out to be featured in a podcast newsletter. Now, that helps me kind of get in front of my target audience because my target audience are people within the industry. 
If that is not the case for you, I am not saying that that's not possible because guess what? Podcasters and those in the industry, we're multifaceted. So we are always looking for new shows that we can focus in on. We are always looking for new ways and new avenues to partner with people. So I still think that's a great way. However, I think looking at newsletters that are specific for your industry and your niche, much better approach. Let's talk about that real quick. If you are a podcast that talks about gardening, you probably want to reach out to a gardening society that has a newsletter and see how you can be featured in their newsletter. You might want to reach out to a, I don't know, an organization that meets up on a monthly basis. There's opportunities there so that this way you can kind of delve in that a little bit more. I'm going to actually cross over into blogs because it's the same concept. If you are a podcaster, I think it's always advantageous to partner with a blog that talks about the same content and topics that you talk about on your podcast. This allows for you guys to both cross-pollinate. Oh, look at me. I just talked about gardening and now I'm talking about pollinating. Look at, okay, I'm on a roll today. And so it's with those type of things. It's like, okay, wait, you, I have a podcast about gardening. You have a blog about gardening. I can be at the bottom of every one of your blog posts as a resource as well as website and vice versa. This is a great way to partner and be able to really create community with other content creators. As podcasters, I really want us to stop just living in our own silos, but also start reaching out. I've had a few clients where that has done really well for them because some of these blogs on like doula services and moms and all of these things, they have a ridiculously large reach and it's done really great wonders for them. And they tend to like kind of cross promote of like where they're on their podcast and they write an article. So you have to make sure it's advantageous across the board. Next up, let's talk about social clubs. So when we start thinking of social clubs, I actually want to take you a little further back. I want you to start thinking of colleges, universities, and all of these organizations. Like there's young alumni associations. There's young Democrats associations. There's um, future business. There's so many different social clubs that I don't think we actually stop to think about like even what's in our city. There's like the Chamber of Commerce, the Young Chamber of Commerce. And guess what? These people, you already know that if it's the Chamber of Commerce, they're super into business. If it's the Alumni Association, they're interested in like how to make and network with other people. So it's finding social clubs that match the content that you already discussed on your podcast and seeing how you can be included in their newsletters, um, how you can maybe be the podcast that's coming to you from their next mixer or meetup. Do you know how many people would be interested in that? I've had two clients recently who actually are based out in L.A. reach out to a few social clubs to serve as their podcast of choice at a mixer. Do you know that we saw an increase in listenership by a little bit over 500 listeners? And you're probably thinking to yourself, oh, my God, how many people were at this mixer? It's not even that. They came to a few different mixers. People met them, laughed, chit chat. They included these people on their podcast. And here's the thing. These are strangers who might be new to podcasting. They're excited to be on a show. They're sharing it with people. Well, the organization also included it in their newsletter that had a little bit over 50,000 subscribers. And so these are the ways that we think beyond the traditional ways of social media. I love social media, but I think we have to get a little bit more creative. Lastly, and this one is my gem. So like the fact that I'm telling y'all this, that means we go together. We go together real bad. Like, we are friends, friends now. Like, you guys are my family because I'm giving y'all all the juice and the sauce 
that I normally just give for clients. But that's the app called Meetup. Now, I know for a lot of people after the pandemic, they probably forgot about that app. But Meetup used to kind of be the big thing. And Matthew's giving me that look like I have never heard of this. Oh, you have? Thank you, God. And so Meetup, I love that app because here's the thing. You can actually find a topic, a Meetup for anything. Just about anything. If it's legal, I think that's the rule. Has to be a legal thing. And so with the Meetup app, you're able to put in like your content and like what is it that you're talking about, all any of those things and find those interests. And here's another key thing that works really great for my clients. Find a meetup group. So a client recently found a meetup group that had that was for millennials and their podcast is for millennials. And this meetup group had a little bit over like 30 to 40,000 people in it. And guess what we were able to do? We reached out to that meetup organizer because anybody who's the organizer, they have an email list of basically that amount of people. We created a partnership with them so that that way at the bottom of every one of their emails that they send out, her podcast is listed there as a resource, as an avenue for entertainment. Her podcast talks about local things to do in Atlanta. It is super sweet. It's super cool. She just kind of does a monthly rundown of here are the things that you can do that are happening this week in in Atlanta. And she kind of just does that every week. And people love it. Well, when you find a meetup group of millennials here in Atlanta who they're always looking for things to do, it was a match made in heaven and it has done wonders for her show. And so some of these things do require a little bit of work. It does require that you reach out, you create partnerships, you find out who the contact person is. But guess what? It's worth it in the long haul for what you're trying to build with your podcast. So with this in mind, I don't recommend that you try to do all of these things at the same time. I definitely think you can do it from a quarter to quarter basis, or you can hire a company to help you take this on. Because that's what we do here at Adonate Media. We help with these type of things, and that's why I'm able to kind of understand what works for different audiences. So let's just do a quick recap. We talked about promo swaps, feed drops, being a guest in other podcasts, placing ads and or submitting to be featured on podcast apps, podcast newsletters, newsletters in general, blogs, social clubs, and last but not least, meetup. And so all of these things can feel like a lot after a while, but guess, I've said guess what several times, so I think you've you've guessed it. I think you should know what's, what the what is, because you've guessed the what. Um, but at the end of the day, I really want people to start investing more in their podcast marketing. Not just your time, not just your money, but also just your creativity. Because we can create all this amazing content, but if nobody's actually listening, your work is kind of in vain. And it doesn't have to be. So I hope you guys found this information helpful. If you're looking for support around how to market your podcast, how to kind of get in front of your audience, feel free to reach out to me. This is what I love. I think podcast marketing is kind of my thing. And you're probably thinking to yourself, Anna, when are you going to start marketing your podcast a little bit more? I'm getting to it. Give me a second. And so I hope you guys found this information helpful. And until next week, you guys have a great one.